Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, where the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. All right. Wow. That was really good. Thank you, Jordan. That was a, that was a really encouraging and amazing video. I'm so glad that you've been, uh, you've been able to be blessed and, and you're tracking with the Impact Church world, even, even in the midst of this, this COVID crisis. And uh, just right back at you too, Jordan. Like I've, I've really enjoyed having you in groups. It's been really, really awesome to get to know you and to, to just to feel the contribution that you're making. So that's, that's just really, really good all around. It's awesome that stuff's still happening. Eh? We're, not, we're not locked down. Ministry's happening. People's yeah. lives are getting blessed, eh? That's really good. Stuff happening. Stuff's happening. All right, guys, we got another installment of ghost stories for you today. And uh, I've got Henry with me to help out. Hey, Henry. <laughs> Henry's, ghost uh, Henry's stories. <laughs> ghost stories. Henry. Henry's been leading some of our small groups. He, he does the groups in, in Elmer and Tilsonburg. And uh, you can find Henry on Wednesday night on a Zoom call. But uh, Henry, what have, what have you been thinking about ghost stories so far? I have absolutely loved them. Uh, this is actually the part, uh, these things that we've been learning is actually what changed my life and mm. has really thrown me into a life that uh, I always read about in Acts and read about in history or different things. So things I dreamed about, but I didn't experience. But now just learning these things, it's just it's, it's my favorite part. That's amazing. We were, we were talking a little bit earlier in preparation for what we were going to share with you today, and uh, I showed Henry my notes, and he was like, wow, that's all, those are all the scriptures that are really real for me right now. So I'm hoping that everything's, and I trust, and I know in groups too, everything's pretty relevant for everybody right now. Holy Spirit is just breaking through in on us right now in a really, really big way. So today, we've got a, a topic for you that I think is absolutely life-changing. I mean, I think this is a, a miraculous, world-changing, paradigm-shifting topic, and uh, we'll, we'll get into it in just a minute. But last week, Henry, what did we talk about last week? Last week uh, was about uh, the scripture in John 16 and about what the Holy Spirit does and what he does not. What he does not. And because people have a lot of ideas of what the Holy Spirit is, and they mix all kinds of things and think that's all the Holy Spirit. But yeah, really, they really nailed on what the Holy Spirit does and does not do. That's so, really and that, um, yeah, he doesn't convict me of sin. Come on. Amen. That was, that was awesome. That's so good. Yeah. So we are, yeah, we are looking at this verse right here, John chapter 16. We are looking at how he's going to convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Not us, not us as believers. And I love this quote. I lifted this out of Pastor Cheryl's notes from last week. She said, on the basis of this scripture, one must conclude that the Holy Spirit's ministry of conviction is not directed towards me. It's not directed towards us as believers, but Amen. to those who are alienated from God. And what he does is he convinces them that Jesus is the cure for sin. I know in groups we were talking a little bit about how Holy Spirit's not the beat cop. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. He, he's constantly pointing us to the solution. Jesus is the cure for sin, that God no longer counts sins against them, and that the ruler of this world is judged. So we saw the Holy Spirit, he doesn't indict me, he doesn't judge me, he doesn't prosecute me, convict me, or render me guilty. He's a life-giving spirit, the more glorious spirit. Amen, from glory to glory. Oh, so good, eh? So this week, 
what we're going to talk about, this life-changing, world-transforming, paradigm-shifting topic that I want to talk to you about today is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about the fruitful ghost. I'm pretty ghost excited. Grow on trees. Come on, I'm pretty excited about this. Now, I, I know uh, sometimes in the past I've heard stories about, or, or at least uh, messages and discussions about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and uh, sometimes, I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard them actually talk, uh, spoken about in terms of like miraculous, mm. life-changing, paradigm-shifting. I don't know, Henry, what do you think when you think the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Have you, has it always been an exciting topic for you, or...? It always was in a sense that I was missing something. Okay. The fruit of the Spirit was always something that I had to climb a really high ladder to pick it off the tree and, and get it that way or work really hard at it. Uh, that was always my idea of the fruit of the Spirit, but it's different. <laughs> it <laughs> it's is a different. Fruit. It's so different. So look, power, life-changing, transformation, breakthrough, all these words that I think really could be associated with the fruit of the Holy Spirit and should be. And that, that, that anticipation and excitement, that's the kind of thing I think that we should think about when we're thinking about the fruit of the Spirit. Not necessarily, oh my goodness, I need more of something. Or, I, you know, I'm not patient enough. What's God trying to do in my life to make me more patient or more loving or something like that? And, and, and there's just kind of this works kind of mentality that goes around with uh, the idea of, of becoming more like Jesus or something. And, and I think there's a totally different way to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. So we want to get into that. And one of the things that I, I was thinking about is, you know, oftentimes we... Uh, sometimes have a, have a tendency to, we have faith in God. I mean, we believe that God is the God who, who, who moves mountains. Hmm. He changes lives. He, he moves things. He changes things. We got a big, bold faith for God to do stuff. Amen. But, you know, amen. And, and I wonder sometimes, though, if we're always kind of looking uh, for God to come from the outside in, we're always looking for him to come and, and fix something that's external to us, which he certainly does. And I mean, wow, we got a big faith that God's going to change some stuff. Like he's going to change COVID-19. This whole thing's going to be totally reversed around. That's certainly external to me. But uh, look, look at this verse here. It's, uh, it's in Luke. It's Luke chapter 17, 20 to 21. And it says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and he said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there. Now that has a whole bunch of uh, different interpretations, but I think there's something really powerful here. And it's what Jesus said next. He said, Within, the kingdom of heaven is within you. It's not always external. It's not always that we need God to come and apply a solution from the outside in. Oftentimes, God wants to change our world from the inside out, and he wants to make us the agents of the change. And I just think that's really cool. So got a couple hypothetical examples for, for what, that might, what that might look like. I mean, sometimes you find yourself maybe in a in a stressful or, or an anxious environment, a toxic environment. I don't know, Henry, you ever found yourself in that scenario? Yes. <laughs> Many times I've been in toxic environments at work yeah. uh, in previous jobs. Uh, I've been, yeah, stressful, definitely. When yeah. there was lack in our life uh, where we couldn't have enough to pay the bills or buy food, there's yeah. been stressful times. What about, I know, I know you, you've never had any relationship difficulties. I mean, you're, you're, you're an awesome guy. I'm sure there's never been any of that in your world. <laughs> There definitely has been. I'm not that perfect in that part. Well, Ask my wife. We will. What about <laughs> stressful circumstances, life situations that you just wish were different? 
I mean, I think we can all identify with that right now. Like COVID, come on, this uh, people are locked down in their houses. This is this is a, a circumstance that I think most of us want to change. So I, I guess one of the things that I see, one of the potential, some of the power in, in the fruit of the Holy Spirit is that not always do we need God to come from the outside to apply a solution to some of these things. You know, like I, the stressful environment. I, sometimes I don't need him to change my environment. Sometimes I got the fruit of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me and I can, I can have the peace inside of me that's not dependent on my environment. Right. Sometimes you can find yourself in a relationship that you just find like, man, I just feel so drained. I, I don't I don't feel like I have the energy or the strength to continue to love and to give and to to be kind and to be good. And then, man, you got the Holy Spirit. You got the fruit of the spirit inside of you. And all of a sudden you have a you have a reservoir. You have a resource inside of you that allows you and empowers you to do something you couldn't do. And the kindness and the goodness and the love of God on the inside of you changes you. And then through you, be, you become a change. You become a, a circumstance changer. I mean, I don't need, I, mean, I want COVID to leave, but, you know, mm. locked down in my house, I still have peace. Amen. Yeah, I don't know if you found, the, the Lord's faithful, eh? And, and he manifests his goodness in my heart, his peace and his kindness and his love and his joy in my heart in a really big way. And I'm not necessarily a victim and I'm not dependent upon my external stuff to change. And, and I think this is, this is the power of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I think it's absolutely amazing. The nature, the attributes, the qualities of Jesus inside of us, more than enough to change our disposition, more than enough to change the way that we walk through life. I mean, the Holy Spirit positions, the fruit of the Spirit positions us to actually be the change and to produce the breakthrough that we're looking for externally. So th this is a big topic. I mean, it's not the kind of topic you want to tune out to, you know, uh, or, or, or if, you know, you're used to hearing it couched in language of, come on, you can do better. You can do a little bit more. I hope we can encourage you a little bit today just to, just to think about this in terms of this is life changing. This is radical stuff. This is really good. So when we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, Henry, what are we actually talking about? What, what are these fruit? And, and more to the point, first of all, let me ask you this. Why is it the fruit of the Spirit, and why is it not the fruit of Henry, or the fruit of Zach, or the fruit of Pastor Carl, or, or anyone else? The fruit of Spirit just brings out that uh, you didn't create it. You can't right. create it. If, right. if, if you can put it together, if you found a formula how to create those fruits, then it wouldn't be called the fruit of the Spirit. Come on. The spirit of is the one that gave it to you in the first place, so you can't create it. Like like patience. Uh, so many people they run to different formulas and they try to find a way. Okay, how many push-ups did you do to get that? Or, you know, uh, what did you do? This or that equals this, and then so they want to try it themselves and it doesn't work, and they're like, what? And then you can almost call it it was the fruit of that person, <laughs> but the fruit of the spirit puts everyone in the same level and gives yeah. everyone to everyone equally. And so it's, it's not about going finding it out there, like you said. It's, it's not out of reach. And that's why it, it changed my life. I always looked for the fruit or these different things, uh, but I thought I had to do something. I had to do follow a formula. And then I could have just said it was a fruit of me. A lot of people that have developed a patience, but it was their own fruit. They've just kind of are surviving not really yeah. that's not really a fruit because fruit is effortless right yeah that's good that's really good wow so it's fruit of the spirit because it's the fruit of the spirit yeah. right like on, on an apple tree what kind of fruit are you going to get you're going to get an apple oranges well, I don't know. You're going to get an apple from an apple tree. You're going to get an orange from an orange tree. You're going to get the fruit of the Spirit on something that's connected to God. So it's really good. When we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, I think this is probably really familiar with a lot of you. But, but this is the kind of thing we're talking about. We're talking about love. 
We're talking about joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I love that the Bible says against these things there's no law. That's just Amen. so good. So, so these are the kind of the things that, that God brings out in your life. And, and I love the Message Bible. It gives you a little window, a little different window into some of the things that God does in your world through um, just a little bit different language. So he talks about uh, the Spirit of God when he's in your life. He brings into your life affection for other people, an exuberance about life, serenity. A deve- or he, he develops in you a willingness to stick with things. A sense of compassion in your heart, a basic conviction that, that holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves, by the Spirit of God inside of us, moved and involved in loyal commitments. We find we don't need to force our way in life anymore, and we're able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. I, I love that. I, I'm not a, I like the different language because I find sometimes, you know, yeah, I know what the fruit of the Spirit are. I can tell you there's nine of them. I can tell you what they are, and it's almost like the repetition of it kind of kind of tunes you out. So sometimes just little different pieces of language actually really help. So I think that's great. Now, if you were to think about these qualities, these traits, think about think about living in perfect peace. Think about living full of joy all the time. Think about love all the time. I mean, you're constantly always loving. I mean, your life would be amazing. I mean, you, you would be a bastion of stability and strength and happiness. I mean, it, it's absolutely amazing. So this is, this is what God does in our lives. But I got a question for you. Why do you think sometimes it's so hard to, to manifest this? Or it seems that, that it's so difficult for people to manifest the fruit of the Spirit. Why, why do you think that might be? Well, I can just say from my, my experience is that when I read these verses and it, it was the fruit of the Spirit, and then especially in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, at the end it says, against there is such there is no law. So I viewed it the same as the law, so there's no law against it. So you should do these things. Like, this is instruction. This is how you should live. You right. should, you have to be, then we connected it to Romans 13, I mean, Corinthians 13, where, you know, love is this and that. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is, mm. you know, whole, bears all things and different things. And it was like, yeah, I had, this is how I had to live. So it was kind of a performance. But, you know, you get inspired on a Sunday and then on Monday you go try it. And man, this is so hard. I can't, I can't do it. Now, it seems like my, my coworker is even more annoying on Monday so now because I was supposed to try so much harder. So it's, yeah, it was, it was, uh, if it's only hard when it's performance about base, uh, because you're trying to do it. It's, yeah. it's the same as the, the law. The law always brings out, it doesn't help you to get better. It just yeah. brings out what's already wrong. Already, it just brings sin more alive, right? So we became, made it into a law to try to bring fruit of the Spirit. And if you think about a tree, so an true. apple tree you mentioned, a, the f- apple doesn't fight to grow. It just grows. It just grows. It just the, pops the apple's out. not like sucking the nutrients out of the tree. The tree actually, from down from the roots, pushes the nutrients Amen. into Come the on. apple, and the apple just... That's good stuff. You know what? Look at this. I like what you said about we turn it into something that's performance and we turn it into something that's law. So look at this. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Paul's saying, before he's talking about the fruit of the Spirit, he says, you know what? This is what you need to do, guys. Walk in the Spirit 
you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The flesh lusts against the spirit. The spirit lusts against the flesh. These are contrary to one another so that you don't do the things that you wish. And somehow, I think sometimes we, we've turned this, this notion of walking in the spirit, being in the spirit versus being in the flesh into a work mm. where we're constantly trying to learn the new way, the new trick, the new technique, the new gimmick. This is what I need to do to walk in the spirit. And this is what I need to do to put to death my flesh or, or to make sure I'm not in the flesh. But I, I want to show you something real quick. Romans 8 verse 9. Look at this. This is a, an amazingly succinct explanation. It says this, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit spirit if, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. That's it. Isn't that amazing? You're not in the flesh, but you're in the spirit if the spirit of God dwells in you. Not if you, mm. you know, pray in tongues for half an hour a day. Mm. Not if you refuse to watch a certain TV show or something like that. No, there's no, there's no performance attached to it. Paul's straight up saying, look, you're in the spirit if the spirit of God is inside of you. If you're in him and he's in you, you're in the spirit. You're not in the flesh. You don't have to worry about that thing called the flesh anymore. And I think sometimes this idea, this notion of the flesh kind of trips people up. So so real quick, this is what the flesh is. First of all, you're not in it anymore as long as you're in Jesus and Jesus is in you. Amen. That, that's straight up the scriptures, right? And then secondly, when we're talking about the flesh, what we mean is, is literally the, the translation in the Bible is sarks. And it literally means uh, a meat sack is the actual translation. It's talking about your flesh and your bones, mm. but sometimes by context, it's talking about the, the part of your, your humanity that was corrupted by the fall and by sin. So, so there, I mean, the Bible lists some of the things that this looks like. I mean, it looks like in immorality, impurity, idolatry, selfish ambition. And this is just a little list. I mean, he says the, th the list of the flesh, the sins of the flesh, they're obvious. And here's just some of them. I mean, mm. there's so much. But uh, listen to this. What happened to the flesh already? Am I in a daily fight, Henry? Am I daily struggling to kill this thing called the flesh? No. <laughs> no? Wow, you, you said that pretty no. emphatically. Why, uh, why not? Something that came to mind right away is when in Corinthians where it talks about that all old things have passed away, all things have become new. Come on. So we often think that, okay, be, before you were born again, we often think, okay, you have this huge guy, bad, evil nature inside of you, and that you need to chop him up and get rid of them one by one, one room at a time, and the new man kind of grows into a new person. But actually, I know the Bible refers to uh, the, the old nature or new uh, the old man, but actually there was just a void. You were just dead. Death is just nothing. It's just there's absence of life. So when you're born again, you just have life. There's that new creation, and it's not a process. It's So hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't have two natures. Is that what no. you're telling me? I don't have a good and a bad. I don't have spirit inside of me that's good and flesh inside of me that's bad. And whichever one I feed the most, that's the one that's going to win. You're telling me no? Nope. All right. So, well, I, I, I believe you, but let, let's see what the Bible says. Amen. Galatians chapter 5, verse 24 it says, those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Mm. I mean, that thing that you feel like you're fighting against, it's already dead. That thing that you feel like is alive and present in you and pulling you away from the fruit of the Spirit, that's already toast. It's already died. You were crucified with Christ on the cross. That's not a daily process. Colossians 2, verse 11 and 12 says, In him you were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by cutting off the body of the sins of the flesh. I mean, the flesh has been cut off past tense. Now, what about the fact, though, Henry, I, I can imagine somebody saying, well, you know what? Uh, I, surely I'm, I'm still in the flesh because sometimes I still do the things that the Bible says are, are flesh-like. 
Do you think it's possible to be in the spirit, yet somehow still maybe occasionally act or think uh, something that resembles what the flesh would do? Yeah, I've done stupid stuff. <laughs> Me too. Uh, something I, I was thinking about is that uh, that verse you talked about, that if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I've, we always viewed it the opposite. It says, do not walk in the flesh, then you're walking in the spirit. So our, my view was that as long as I don't sin, as long as I don't mess up, that means I'm walking in the, flesh, uh, in the spirit. So I was avoiding the fleshly lust. That meant I was in the spirit. But here it says, walk in the spirit, then you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I like it. So here's the thing. We gotta, we're alive in the Spirit. It says you're in the Spirit if the Spirit of Christ is in you. And then, you know, there's this notion of, well, now, you know what the Bible says, Galatians 5.25, we live in the Spirit. We also got to walk in the Spirit. So, so how do I do that? that, that that's the practical question. And, yeah. and this is really what it is. I want to share with you step one and the only step to walking in the Spirit. And here it is. This is, this is how I see it. Drop the shenanigans about trying to live in the spirit and not in the flesh. Quit that whole thing. Realize, believe, have faith that you are in the spirit, that the flesh is already cut off and dead. And then in that faith, just, just do it. I mean, just just live it. it it's, a, it's a walk of faith. I mean, four times in the Bible, I found it in Habakkuk 2.4. I found it in Romans 1, Galatians 3, Hebrews 10 or 12, sorry. The just shall walk by faith. Walking in the spirit, it's, it's a faith walk. It's not a, it's not a hard work trying to kill yourself every day. It's just, you know what? I believe I'm in the spirit. The spirit is in me and the beautiful fruit of God being present inside of me. The nature of God is going to find expression through me just because I'm in him. And when I believe it, it happens. And, it, and I'm not making it true by believing it. I'm believing it because it is true. So Jesus said it. He said it really simply. He said, just do this. John 15, four to five. He said, abide in me. And I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Without me, you can't do anything. Well, that's, that's pretty simple. Problem is, again, though, just like walking in the spirit, which we can sometimes turn into a work, sometimes, you know, you can hear people talk about, this is the 10 ways to abide. This is the six things you need to do. There's always somebody trying to sell you or tell you what you need to do to abide in Christ. But you know what? Abide means just stay. I mean, you're already there. You're there. And, and I think because it's a faith walk, what Jesus is really doing is he's saying, you know what, guys? When you want to bear fruit in your life, this is what you need to do. You need to let this picture inform your faith. And I've got, and I hope you can see this. Got this little picture up here about Jesus. He's the vine. Where the branches? Look at the connection. There is a free flow of sap, like Henry said, from the roots up. It's being pushed. It's being pushed through you. And the same life, the same sap, the same energy, the same fruit, the same spirit that's running through Jesus is running through us. So Jesus is saying, you know what? I'm the vine. I'm the branches. I mean, I'm not literally a branch. I, I don't have any bark on me or nothing, right? But, Unless you're but, Groot. <laughs> well, I think he's saying is just, you know what? Let this picture inform your faith. Let this picture build faith in you to cause you to see that you and I are one and what's flowing through me is flowing through you and when you think about this when you rest in that when you let that build your faith in our union and your the power and the life that's inside of you you're going to find fruits just popping out of your life you're going to find those things that were so hard to to do differently so things that were so hard to be free from all of a sudden you're going to find these things just falling off of your life when you've got faith that you know what the same life force the same spirit the same love that's in Jesus is flowing through me. And that's the beautiful thing about the fruit of the Spirit. 
Imagine a scenario where you've got something going on in your life. I mean, we were talking about patience a little bit before. Imagine you've, you've got a scenario where you just wish you, you were a little bit more patient or you're, you're struggling in a relationship, or you, you've got something going on. Maybe you need some self-control. I mean, self-control is a big one. I mean, yeah. a lot of the issues in our lives are caused by a lack of self-control. But, I mean, you think, think about this. Think about the nature of Holy Spirit. This is the kind of God we serve. He comes into your life, and the fruit of his presence in your world is to actually make you powerful. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. I mean, it, it's, it's self-control. It's not God control. God's not even coming in your life to take you over. He's coming in your life to empower you, to give away his life, give away his power, and make you powerful. I, ju- I just love it. So anyways, imagine. Think about this thing that you want, because we're going to get really practical here for a second. Mm. I, w- I want you to see how this works. You've got a scenario that, that's, that's driving you crazy. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe, may, I don't know, maybe maybe you're eating too much. You don't look like you're eating too much right now. You're looking pretty <laughs> Actually, good. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Maybe it's something that you're thinking, man, I just need to change. Well, here's how this works. This is, this, this is it. This is real quick, real simple, okay? I'm confronted with this scenario. I'm in that situation. This is what I do. And all of a sudden, I realize there's a need. And you know what? Holy Spirit, he's already there. He's already speaking to me. He's already convicting me in the sense that he's pointing out my righteousness is found in the person of Jesus and my union with him. He's convincing me. He's proving to me the fact that he and I are one. He was at the right hand of the Father. Him and I are one. And the same life, the same love, the same power, he's convincing me already. Ready. I can do it. I can, I can manifest peace and patience in this situation. I might think that I can't, but he's there. He's speaking to me, and he's convincing me of the reality of my identity, and he's telling me, I'm powerfully inside of you, and you can be patient right now. And I'm thinking about our union, and I'm thinking about the life of God on the inside of me. And then all of a sudden, because I have this faith, I exercise that faith. And you know what I do when I need patience? I be patient. Amen. It just, just comes right out. Just like that, because of the faith that I have in the union I have with Jesus, because of the ministry of Holy Spirit, not telling me what I'm lacking, not not convicting me of my sin and my deficit, but he's saying, you know what, I'm inside of you mightily and powerfully. You can say no to that piece of cake or whatever it is, right? He's on the inside of me and he's telling me, you can do it, you got this, you're mighty and powerful because the same life that's in Jesus is in you. And you know what? The fruit of the Holy Spirit, it's not a, it's not a baby fruit. You know, the, mm. when I need self-control, it's not like I'm growing in self-control. Because, like you said, it's the fruit of God. I mean, I've got full-blown self-control on the inside of me because it's God's self-control. It's full-blown. I got love. Yeah. I got peace. I got patience. I got the love and the peace and the patience of God. Amen. It's something, an image that I got was uh, when we were talking about this is like a, a, a power source. Most people think that they're, they're, they're plugged into God with a long extension cord, and if you walk a little bit off, and then the, the, the cord's going to unplug, and then you're going to lose your, your power source, and then as soon as you need something, you've got to quickly find the outlet, and then you can't get that. You ever had those outlets where you just got to fight to get it in there, and there's something in the way? I stay away like, from What am I doing wrong? I've got to flip it over. But anyway, something I saw is when Jesus comes inside, it's like that nuclear reactor that just comes inside of you, and the source is right there. Like, it's, it's right in there. You don't have to come, go and find it out there. You don't have to, you know, go dig it up Amen. in the dirt somewhere. So it's, it's right there inside of us. So good. Kingdom of God is, is within, Jesus said. Mm-hmm. You know what? The kingdom of God, it's righteousness, peace, and joy 
in the Holy Spirit. Amen. That same Holy Spirit that's inside of me makes the kingdom of God, the authority of Jesus present with me everywhere I go. And, I, and I, you're right, I can't wander off. He's with me everywhere, always, all the time. So, I mean, this is good stuff. I, I hope you've been blessed today. This is this is the kind of stuff that can change your world. I mean, this is this is God inside of you wanting to pop out of you and completely revolutionize your the way that you live. And you know what? It's just by faith. Simple faith. faith. Just let that picture, let that picture of your union with Jesus just, just flood and saturate your mind. And I'll tell you what, things will be different. Things will pop off your life right now. Things are going to change. Your expression, your footprint in the world is going to be totally different because God is in you and God is doing in you what only God can do. And he's bringing results through your life that only God can bring. And it's because he's in you. And you know what? Being in the spirit, it's not a state. It's a state of being. I mean, it's not something that you pop in and out of based on your performance. So, I mean, you are thoroughly equipped, fully able to manifest the nature, the attributes, the quality, and the power of God simply because he's on the inside of you. Amen. Good news, eh? It's not a manual. It's Emmanuel inside of us. Come on. He's on the inside. He's on the inside. That's so good. So like I said, hope you've been blessed today. And you know what? I just want to take a second. You know what? We want to to pray for you. Mm. Maybe you're watching today and you've never never accepted the fact that Jesus loves you. I mean, you've never accepted the fact that he's for you. All this stuff that we've been talking about, it's totally available to everybody. I mean, Jesus died on the cross. He rose from the dead. He sent out his Holy Spirit. You know what? He is totally for you. He loves you. He's done all the hard work. He's done the heavy lift. All you got to do is just say, yes, I'll have some of that. And that same spirit that's in us, that same spirit that's in him, you know, becomes quickened on the inside of you. He takes up residence in you. He makes God real to you. And all of this stuff, it starts to happen in your life just by faith. So, I mean, if you've never, if you never accepted that before, we want to pray with you real quick. Ready? Just Mm -hmm. bow your, bow your head, close your eyes right now. And we'll just pray. Father, in Jesus name, we just pray for anybody who might be wanting to accept Jesus right now. And all you got to do is say this. You just need to say, Jesus. Jesus, I accept that you accept me. Thank you for loving me. Come on into my life. And that's it. That's it. If you prayed that simple prayer, I'll tell you what, something miraculous has happened for you. And you know what? We want to hear about it. So, I mean, if, you, if you've prayed that prayer, you want, to, you want to let us know, go to impactlondon.ca. Go to our website. You'll find on the front page a connect card. Just click that button, fill out the details, and we'd love to get in touch with you and, uh, and maybe follow up a little bit and, and help you out a little bit. Everybody else, I don't know. I think I've seen you on the lobby a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great fun. Yeah, join yeah. us on the lobby. I mean, on the on the same same website, impactlondon.ca. There's a big red button, all access pass. I mean, maybe you want some prayer today. Maybe you want to, you know, join our next steps class. Mm. We'd we'd love to have you if you just want to get involved. I know pastors would love to see you today. So so go on, go to impactlondon.ca, click that all access pass button, and uh, we would love to see you. Kelly will be in the lobby there. She'll be able to tell you where to go. But uh, before we go, Henry's going to pray for you and bless you all. Thank you, Jesus, that you've given us everything we need. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you empower us and that you're the power within us and that we are have that life and a life abundant. And I bless that on you and I command that you live in life and, and find, have this revelation of the love of God, that he wants it for you more than you want it. And uh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you guys. It's been so good to spend time with you. Amen.